0: Hey, this is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome in, ladies and gents, boys and girls, divisional round time. This is your Thursday preview pod from the Full 10 Yards.
2: Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We got all day long. Stay cool, man.
0: We
1: got
3: something special
1: to be honest. We're hey. listening
0: to the Full 10 Yards
2: Podcast.
1: Yes, Thursday night, we are back to get you all set for Divisional Weekend, can't believe we're already at the Divisional Weekend, it does fly by every year, but uh, the boys are here to help me guide you through and get you set for the weekend's action, so let's welcome them in to the broadcast. Tim, good evening mate, how are you tonight?
2: Yeah, very well. Uh, looking forward to this week. weekend's games. Just know, not many, not many left on the uh, on the left to go before we have what eight months of off season. But some, so yeah, yeah, seven games, um, including the pro bowl, of course. Joking. Um, yeah, I've got me. I haven't haven't got me Morrison's party pack. Uh, I hope you guys haven't too. What a waste of money that is. But yeah, no. Looking forward to the games. Looking forward to going through. And yeah, there's some absolute crackers, uh, especially in the AFC. Uh, that I'm very, very much looking forward to.
1: Yeah, some uh, should be some good games, should be some good games, and obviously, if you're playing fancy and betting, we'll get you up to speed from those angles as well. Let's welcome in the betting man, Adam.
3: How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. Yeah, a few dismal days at work. It's been raining non stop for the last two days, so that's not been great for postman. but uh, can't complain getting out there, being uh, allowed out in the fresh air, so yeah, definitely can't moan about it that much.
1: Top man, top man. Hopefully, we don't get no snow, mate, down in the Midlands. I know it's been a problem up north, so mm. that'll uh, slow you down even more. Sorry if that comes overnight tonight.
3: Yeah, if there's yeah. that much, we had a little <laughs> bit today, but uh, nothing like uh, Lee has posted from Leeds. Yeah, yeah. I think they've certainly had it bad up in the north over there in Yorkshire and all the rest it's of
2: it. Just, just, just anyone that lives in the north, in, no, in the northwest. I was in Scotland during Beast on the East, so don't don't come complaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And final man in the huddle, the man that'll get you all of the DFS selections that you need for the weekend. I believe he actually he made himself a small little win on the weekend. We'll get to that later on through the broadcast. <laughs> hey, bro. Welcome in, mate. How are you doing? Well, uh, if we hadn't have been in COVID restrictions,
0: I'd actually be on my yacht in the Caribbean right now with the amount of money I, I won last weekend. So, um, yeah, just, just just be glad the, the airports are shut and I can't actually leave the country right now because that 20 cents would have got me so far. <laughs> I
1: was just about to say it must be the world's smallest yacht, but you've just revealed that you've <laughs> A win is a win, my friend, and it's all about the taking part that counts, all about the taking So, let's get into it then, fellas. Plenty to look forward to in terms of this weekend. Again, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We'll work through them as we did last weekend chronologically. So, we'll start off in Lambeau Field um, where the number one seeds eventually join the playoff fold. And, of course, I am talking about the Green Bay Packers. They're the home team against the LA Rams who went on the road last week, put up a good showing in Seattle, powered by the defence. Uh, Tim, I would suggest they're probably going to need to repeat the feats to keep this one competitive
2: yeah fascinating game this one the number one scoring defense travels to the number one scoring offense it's that old adage isn't it um you know the immovable object against the unstoppable force how many times have we said that in the playoffs uh it's, it's cliche as cliche as they come uh the likely mvp aaron Rodgers, um tackles a, a star-studded rams defense um obviously they shut down russell's kitchen last week uh, last week for the season uh rams don't have uh, have too much success on the road though they are five and four on the road this season including last week's victory so yeah only just the four wins uh in the regular season that won't from home and they did, they did it with uh, one thumb to Jared Goff obviously uh, John Wolford who's just recently been ruled out for this one um Jared Goff is the starter uh, but similar to last week um you know the, the rams are going to have to lean on on that defense um Goff has been practicing uh, this, this week in full so maybe his thumb injury isn't as bad as it obviously well time time has, has helped uh, helped heal it a little bit. So, um, Goff in his six games, including last week, though, has only thrown for three hundred yards just the once. Uh, four of those games with a pick, and he's actually only sixty three percent on them passes in those games. So, um, you know, five touchdowns, five interceptions. Not he's not going to scare any uh, Green Bay Packers defense. Uh, Green Bay Packers defense. Uh, Goff though has only actually played the Packers once in twenty eighteen. Did have a, a really good game against them. Uh, 29-27 uh, victory. But I I'd really argue that it's a better defense that he's going up against than he won the face to a couple of years ago. Um, you know they've got Pro Bowlers Alexander J Alexander Zedarius Smith on the defense, and yeah they've only given up twenty five point points once. Uh, in their last six games to end the season so um, Packers uh, can be had uh, against the run, Cam Akers announced himself a little bit last week, not quite the career game he had like, against uh, New England but 131 yards uh, 100, uh, one touchdown and did look good um, in, against the Seahawks run run defence, it's yeah, generally been pretty pretty good this season um, for the Packers, like I say, uh, Aaron Rodgers it's all about, uh, is Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones going to be enough, you have to feel that the periphery players, you know you Alan Lazard, Valdez Scatlin, Robert Tonyans Brown, Jamal Williams, maybe even A.J. Dillon probably need to step up in this one because Adams will have Jalen Ramsey. That's a juicy matchup, isn't it, to, to watch how that unfields. That's certainly one you want to go watch on the coaches' film uh, after the game has finished. Two, two players at the, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of their position. Um... Rams defence, like I mentioned, they restricted Russell, Russell Wilson to 175 yards in, through the air last week with five sacks and 10 quarterback hits. Um, Aaron Donald obviously did leave with, was it, torn cartilage uh, in you know, in his ribs. Uh, could be huge. Don't, we're not quite sure on the stats of him, but I don't know whether he'll be. Obviously, he won't be 100%. Uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, defensive end, is going to have to continue his stellar season on, on, the, on the edge there uh, and try and get to... Uh, packers a packers quarterback who doesn't have david backtiari uh left tackle again that's another huge one but they 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 did okay last week um yeah, like I say, it's going to be fascinating to see kind of what comes out on top. Usually it's the passing defence or the defences that come up on top in these ones, but they are travelling to Lambeau. Um, Aaron Rodgers on the, off the back of a 48-touchdown yeah, season, uh, 18 of them to, Ar- to Devante Adams, uh, who had the most yards per game, obviously missed two games, which obviously makes him top of that statistic. Uh, 20 red zone targets, which was interesting. You know, how many times have we seen this season him just you know, pummel uh, Devante Adams in the red zone? just one behind uh, Randy Moss's record i think with which was 21 uh but yeah like i say he's going up against first team all pro uh, Aaron Ramsey uh, yeah, like I say, it's going to be interesting to see whether the defense comes out foot on top uh, for the Rams or the offense for the Packers. But you know, with with those two potentially canceling each other out, it could actually go towards you know being decided by a, a mediocre Rams offense uh, against a mediocre Ra- uh, Packers defense. So that that would uh, that possibly could be the edge to this game and not what uh, what is the box office you know title headline for for the game. So uh, place your bets, I suppose.
1: Yeah, well, we'll come to Adam for the bet. I tell you what, if Aaron Ramsey's playing cornerback for the uh, for the Rams, I'll certainly be sticking some money on me. Me, me, and, Adam, 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 <laughs> we, we, me and Adam, me and Adam had a little chuckle to ourselves. We thought the ex midfielder, had all of a sudden, got a error, got a but uh, now all, j- all joking so I'm a good uh, insight to to the game in terms of what's uh, what's about to to go down. I think that marquee matchup is one to to keep an eye on. If I think you know, there's been plenty of coverage of what Jalen Ramsey has done this year. Um, sort of over social media and all the rest of it this week. Obviously, everyone's looking forward to that particular matchup, uh, And it could obviously be pivotal, um, you know, but you know, don't uh, be mistaken. This Rams defence were brilliant last week, but they're going up against a much stronger offence here. The Seahawks have really struggled in the latter half of the season. Uh, the Packers have been red hot throughout. So let's get to the the betting then. Adam, walk us through it in terms of how uh, the uh, the money men are seeing this one. Um, and then take us through what you like like um, in terms of the bets to, to get some dosh on.
3: Yeah, obviously, as you can see, the Packers are six and a half point favourites. So total's 46. That's been coming down all week, though. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it closes lower for obvious reasons. As Tim said, it's defence versus um, Devontae Adams, basically. So if if you think that uh, Jalen Ramsey can shut down Devontae Adams, then... I think there's a fairly decent chance this will be under. Um, Not really trusting Jared Goff going into the cold Lambo. I think it's meant to be sub-zero up there with his poorly thumb. Um, In games under 44 degrees, I believe it was, uh, Jared Goff is 0-4, and and he's um, missed the spread by a touchdown in each of those. So it's not looking good for the Rams, frankly. They are really going to need the defense to step up, which it might well do. Um, They scored 135 seven points fewer than the Packers this year and obviously find themselves in the same game which is fairly impressive and as Tim suggested defense wins championships so it will be a very interesting game um I mentioned the Rams stuff last week they obviously covered the spread because they were underdogs last week and they went over the total with a very weird game obviously defensive scores and letting them just kind of run the ball up and down at the end but uh it was what it was. The uh, the Packers have won 12 first halves this year, 11 of those games they won. They haven't lost a first half since week six. Um, they've had, I believe it was eight wins and two pushes, uh, two draws at halftime in those games. So that's a fairly impressive little stat. And they've scored over 30 points in all but one of their last seven games um, yeah. the whole season. The Packers were 10-6 and six against the spread. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Obviously, I don't believe that you can take the Rams. I just don't think they're going to put up enough points. So I think you've either got to take the unders or the Packers. I would lean to the unders on that one. Um, but I did find a prop that has been mentioned in one of the groups. I think, I think it was Josh Jones who mentioned it just in case this gets around and he gets uh, word that I've been stealing his stuff. Uh, <laughs> so Cam acres over 13 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over that in four of the last five games, uh, where he's been the starter for the Rams. Hmm. Yeah, that,
1: that seems like a ridiculously good bet. We talked about it on Monday when it was myself, Lawrence and Kieran, and the fact that he's become the lead back in the offence. Uh, you think about what's going on in terms of Jared Goff and his health. You know, you think that they'd be lucky to get the ball out quickly. Cam Akers, in theory, should be in for a, a good day there, you would have imagined. Um, let's see if Dave is going to be sticking him in. Any DFS line-ups for this particular game, Dave, in terms of the showdown, captain mode, where are you looking for players from this particular contest?
0: Yeah, so for me, this this was a t- toss up between Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers for, for my captain in this one. And as we've mentioned, Jalen Ramsey will will likely spend the majority of his time covering covering Devontae Adams in this one. So. For that reason, I've gone as Aaron Rodgers as my captain because Aaron Rodgers, for me, he's the front runner of the MVP this season. And the, the way that he's playing, he will get the ball to, to anybody, particularly Robert Tunyon, who was only nine thousand six hundred dollars. If you if you want to put him in your lineups this weekend, which for me is he's going to be the guy who's going to get a touchdown or two. He's he's called off a little bit towards the end of the season, but I think with with uh, Devontae Adams his ability limited with the Jalen Ramsey on him, then I think Robert Tunyon could be a really great option here. However, Devontae Adams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate you putting him as your captain this week because he is one of those very few players, those wide receivers in the league that has got that ability to to step up and, and score against, uh, score against Ramsey. So uh, Jamal Williams is my, is my low key bet in this one. So Jamal Williams, he, he's been sharing the, the work with Aaron Jones a lot this season and it's going to be cold. They're going to run the football a lot of times. And if the if the Green Bay Packers get up in this one, which I, I think they will, then they'll want to close out the game. And the running game, which is, is going to be uh, Williams-Jones. So at $3,600, I think Jamal Williams is, is my bargain in this game. But equally, at uh, $10,000, Cam Akers is a really great player as well because we know what that Green Bay run defense has been like this season. With the quarterback situation that we've got going on in Los Angeles, yeah, I really don't hate Cam Akers at $10,000 either.
1: Yeah, we may well circle back to Cam Akers a bit later when we talk about the overall weekend team. Um, I know he's somebody that I've certainly got my eye on just in terms of Robert Tonian, Um, You know, and as as Kieran has rightly pointed out there, 11 touchdowns on the season. As we say, he may well have gone a little bit quiet in recent weeks. But Adam reliably informs me he's 8-5 to five to score a touchdown at any time. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's a one that's decent value as well there. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, some interesting matchups to look at for to look out for within that one. That's obviously the game that gets us started on Saturday. As we learned last week, it kicks off at nine thirty-five. We still haven't figured out why it's thirty-five and not nine thirty, 9.30, but nine thirty-five yeah. is the time um, for that one kicking off uh, to start the weekend off. Hopefully, uh, off to a good start. Uh, arguably, then, fellas, certainly the game that I from a neutral perspective would have wanted to have watched more than anything. Unfortunately it gets them the graveyard shift, if you like, in terms of from the UK perspective. And that is of course the Ravens and the Bills, which will be the early hours of Sunday morning, one fifteen AM UK time. Um, so obviously you're very late Saturday. Evening viewing, um, but obviously, um, two really well, all the quarterbacks in the AFC are really young. We might touch on that a little bit later on when we flip the switch to the NFC side sort of things. But obviously, we've got Josh Allen up against Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tim, I think this is just an absolutely mouth-watering contest, mate, one I'm looking forward to, to watching.
2: Yeah, like I say, it is a real shame that this is the late one because this is the one that I want to watch of the, of, of the four of the weekend. Uh, yeah, Ravens travel to the Bills Mafia. Um, I know. A lot, there was a lot of takes to take out from the uh, from the Bills win last week against the Colts. I wasn't overly impressed, I, Sean. I know you echoed similar comments, I think. Um, but Josh, Josh Allen, I, I know he, he had a, a good game. Let's let's not make no bones about it. He he banished or exercised the ghosts from last year's Houston performance in the playoffs. Um, you know, he he stood up to the occasion, he didn't turtle. Um, and he, you know, for if. Like me, if you think the the Colts should have won the game, Josh, Josh Allen did all he could to, to to make sure that the Bills did win the game. It wasn't his fault that Frank Reich uh, peed down his legs. But uh, you know, it, it was pretty much a similar story to, to the most of the season for uh, for Allen when they let him. Uh, you know, early part of the season he was he was dynamic through the air, uh, and you know, throughout the whole se- the regular season, we've just heard you know Allen to Stefan Diggs, and it was the same again last week. Um, you know, combined six times for 128 yards and on touchdown, which is pr- pretty much the main reason they are 13 and three. Um, yeah, but they go up against the Ravens' defense that, that limited Tannehill to what I think about 165 yards and 6.3 yards per attempt. And, uh, I know this is a different type of offense. It's, it's black and white compared comparing the uh, the Titans' off passing offense to to the Bills' one. Um, but they also shut down Derek Henry for 40 yards last week, 2.2 yards uh, per carry. They aren't a the team. The Ravens defense are a team that allow chunk yardage. Um, I think they they give up the fourth fewest uh, plays of twenty plus yards. Um, but this is a Buffalo team that are fourth most uh, plays with twenty plus yards, with with sixty six on the season. So it's going to be interesting. Again, it's going to be kind of a uh, like a, a Packers versus Rams. It's the, the the immovable object against the unstoppable force. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams, uh, sorry, the Ravens defense, uh, Matthew Judon and uh, the other name escapes me. Uh, Matthew really? Judon, Marcus Peters. Uh they're both they've both been uh, not practicing this week as well. So they're obviously going to need to go to to help sifle this Bills offense. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see that the, the Ravens defense their blitz tendencies, you know, blitzes against mobile quarterbacks can often backfire. Um, you know, the, the Ravens blitz the most in, in the regular season, 44% of, pay, uh, of plays. And like I say Josh Allen is very more than capable with his legs getting outside and you know extending his plays. we saw the, the play to Dawson Knox last week in the back of the end zone he doesn't have to run it in as much as perhaps he has in yesteryear. Uh, but he has eight touchdowns on the ground as well, so yeah, he really is picky poison, uh, especially with if Josh Allen gets outside the pocket. Um, but talking of rushing QBs, we uh, we have the Lamborghini of rushing QBs for for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson also getting his first win as a, as a quarterback. Uh, yet another sandwich I owe to Mister Lawrence Foss. Uh, I don't know how many he's racked up now, but he's probably got enough to punch in a full loyalty, <laughs> a full loyalty card courtesy of yours of yours truly. Um, but yeah, they do match up against the Buffalo run defense. Yeah, they give up five point four per carry. Um, against the Colts last week um you know the passing attack is limited for the Ravens uh but Marquise Brown has had a has had a good time of it over the back end of the season ever since he kind of moaned really that he wasn't getting anything through the air uh he had over 100 yards through the air last week against the um whoever they played who did they play the Titans uh, but they again they're they're a poor they're a poor defense so uh, again maybe a slightly upgrade in in opponent here um, but, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating game in prospect. Josh Allen uh, is actually yet to win a game against the Ravens. Uh, I was looking back through some previous uh, history in, the, in this game. Now, Allen made his debut in the second half against the Ravens in, the, in week one two uh, in 2018, um, he, coming on for the famous Nathan Peterman when they were getting blown out when they put three points on the board. Um, but in that game also was uh, Mr. John Brown, who was the Ravens uh, wide receiver at that point, obviously switched allegiances and plays for the, for the Bills on, the, on this occasion as well. Uh, Lamar Jackson in that game in Week One, 2018, also saw his first uh, set of action, coming in for, for 30 snaps in that game. Uh, attempted four passes. Be, be, be touch and go with he attempts more in, in this one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just poking the bear a little bit there for Mr. Lawrence Voss. But so yeah, it's, it's going to be a fascinating game. It's going to be the game of the weekend for me. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see to see two 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 young rushing quarterbacks going at it. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, one to stay up for if you do. Mm. Yeah,
1: most definitely, most definitely. Um, I'll come to Adam straight away just to get the, the views on the, the betting side of this game um, before I sort of give more sort of slant on it. So Adam, take us through what we've got in terms of um, the uh, the money line and all the rest of it for this one.
3: Yeah, Bill's are two-and-a-half-point favorites over-unders, 50 points. Um, obviously, we were all over the massive high-scoring game in uh, Tennessee last week between the Ravens and the Titans. <laughs> so, for that to land on 33 points was a bit of a shocker. Um, and it, it's probably why this line's very low, or considerably lower than I would have expected. I would have thought it'd be 54-55, to be honest. But there was some rumours of weather earlier in the week, Um happening in that area but that seems to be kind of dying away now so I don't think there's going to be weather issues so it could well be a high scoring game um key for the Ravens obviously is to just just dominate the game and do what they did last week do six seven minute drives uh try not to get behind because their passing attack isn't going to be able to keep up with the bills if it gets into a shootout so they're gonna have to try and grind it out obviously as I say last week they they came back from 10 points first time Lamar has been able to do that in a game and um in fairness they dominated that game against the titans they were by far the better team um key for the bills will be to not turn the ball over keep josh allen safe obviously they have very little run game this week i think josh allen rush attempts is a decent look um again that's another one that was mentioned in um, the prop group i'm in um QBs tend to run more in the playoffs because obviously the game's on the season's on the line, so I wouldn't be surprised if he rushes a fair bit and with Zach Moss out, he probably will be needed to. Um I think he will throw an interception. No Marcus Peters obviously is a bit of a ball hawk. And as Tim said with the blitz in, he's probably going to be under a bit of pressure. So I wouldn't be surprised if he throws one. Throws one up. Um The Bills were slow starting at this um, in the games in the final five games of the season. They'd only scored 10 points in the first quarter of those games. They did obviously score seven last week, so that's bumped up a little bit. Um, but they scored every quarter last week as well, which is pretty good. Uh, the one I do like to target this week, as well as um, the Ravens, because I do think the Ravens will win, is Mark Andrews. You can get him at 5-2 to two on Paddy Power to score any time. Uh, the wow. Bills gave up 136 yards to the tight end last week mm. um, and a touchdown to Jack Doyle, I believe it was, in the back of the end zone. They've given up nine touchdowns to tight ends on the season. Um, the middle of the field is where you want to attack them, which will be the, stu- the Ravens' run game and I believe probably Mark Andrews. So that's probably a decent one. Uh, you'd imagine Trey White will be on um, Marquise Brown. Uh, Trey White does get beaten by speed though, so I wouldn't be surprised if they take a couple of shots there, but I think Andrews will be the, the main target as he normally is. Um, so yeah, it should be a cracker as you guys have said. Um, I plan on napping in between and trying to get up for that one overnight. And, yeah, fingers crossed, it's a bit more higher scoring than last week. Yeah,
1: it's certainly got uh, fascinating written all over it. You can tell just by how close the odds are there and obviously how um, shallow the handicap is. Um, it's a real difficult one to call, isn't it? Uh, Dave, let's get your view then from a DFS perspective. Um, I'm assuming that uh, the quarterbacks will probably play a key part. And There you go, there you go. Spoke your thunder, almost, right, Josh Allen down as your captain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a toss-up between the two quarterbacks here, and Lamar Jackson is just slightly more expensive of the two to captain at eighteen thousand three hundred, with with Josh Allen being eighteen thousand, and that surprises me a little bit because I do think that the Josh Allen will be the, the highest scorer in this one. Now, I will just point out that that ten thousand eight hundred for Devon Singletree is the price to captain him. He is he is not that expensive if you just want to have him in your lineup. Uh, just as normal, which I wouldn't recommend captain him. So um, I would, uh, yeah, Devin Singletree, obviously that Moss is out now. I'd expect to see him have an, an uptake of work in that backfield, even though Josh Allen is, is the main guy there. Uh, JK Dobbins is also a nice play in this one. Um, I, I think that, like we say, the Ravens are going to concentrate the game on the run, but that is also why I like Gus Edwards as my value pick in this one at 3,900 because he's upset a lot of JK Dobbins owners this season when he's come in and vulture touchdowns, etc. So, Gus Edwards, I, I like him at that value. If we can bump up our rosters at the top end with the likes of Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, those kind of players really bump up the value at the high end and then. Gus Edwards comes in at a nice value play at the bottom. But yeah, it's it's going to be, you can pick anyone pretty much from from the Bills passing game and then the, the, the running, the Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards and J.A. Dobbins, certainly from the Ravens side of things.
1: Yeah, I wanted to keep an eye on Cole Beasley. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. dealing with a few injuries. He might be a bit uh, banged up, so John Brown might be a good play in this one. Also, potentially, he's a guy that I'd be yeah, potentially looking at. I think just in terms of the game itself, and we talked about this again on Monday, I think I expect the Bills to play a lot looser with the monkey off the back and getting that playoff win under their belts. Um I think there was a lot of tension there on Sunday, and I think they will play much more like the Bulls team that we've seen over the course of the last month, six weeks of the season. So I do expect there to be points in this one um, for the Ravens. And I say this every week, it is all about, can you stop the scrambling ability of Lamar Jackson? If if anybody finds the kryptonite in how to do that, then invariably you obviously completely limit what the Ravens are capable to do. Mark mm. Andrews was a huge weapon, particularly last year, hasn't had as stellar of a season this year. Um, you know, and, and outside of uh, Hollywood Brown last week, there wasn't really an awful lot going on through the air, so Andrews does need to step up. Um, you, you know, I, I just said I, I would just want to see that Ravens attack more rounded, to be completely honest. I think they it's almost too much on Lamar's shoulders, to be honest, half of the time. But um, certainly should be absolute cracker. Like I say, it's an early morning one, um, but uh, at least it's on Saturday, I suppose. No one's got to get up for anything in particular on Sunday, so I suppose it could have been worse, couldn't it? So, yeah. Late night sir uh, late night Saturday, early morning Sunday, Ravens at Bills. Uh the Sunday evening games then they don't actually get going until all the way till five past eight of the evening. And I can't believe I'm saying this, fellas, divisional weekend and the Cleveland Browns are playing football. I'm I'm still a little bit stunned. So Tim, take it away.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I wasn't on the on the Monday pod, but um, <laughs> I watched I watched the game in forty on on Monday morning, and literally within thirty seconds, it was just like Jesus Christ. Um I mean, I I famously said on this podcast last week that I could not see many scenarios <laughs> um, with the Browns winning that game, and I don't I don't even think even Browns fans and even the most uh yeah biased of browns fans could have seen a 20 to nil leading uh, at the end of the last quarter jesus christ almighty uh yeah like i say browns uh smash the speeders to win their first playoff game in what point yeah for you sean feels like forever obviously be sure to check out people listening to sean's uh heartfelt uh article in the deep dive last week um yeah all browns fo- uh, for brown fans are rejoicing uh up and down the country and all over the world um but, you know, as a, as a neutral, I, I would be partly a bit worried that the Steelers did manage to creep back in, although, that you know, the Browns did have them at arm's length pretty much for the whole game. Um, but, you know, as a, as a Browns fan that hadn't won a playoff game in, like, God knows how many years, you uh, yeah, when it started to get to within two scores, you're thinking, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Um, you know, this Browns defence as well, you know, that have had COVID issues over the past month or so. It is a defence that you can pick apart. Denzel Ward, I think, is supposed to be back for this one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you just go back to to last year's Super Bowl run by the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes does have a history of, you know, of, of, of reducing really uh, large deficits in, in no time at all. So uh, even if the, the Browns somehow get to 28-0 lead, uh, again, it's going to be a lot scarier to, to, yeah, to you know, you want a 28-point lead in the fourth quarter uh, rather than the, th- the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, Brown's run game actually matches up pretty well with the Chiefs on the, on this one. Chiefs are below average against the run. Uh, although, you know, that being said, it was the same story when Tennessee came knocking in in the. In the- uh, the championship game last year, and they they shut down Derek Henry um, last year as well. So you know if they can adjust accordingly, uh, chances are that they they can have a bit of success you know, defending the one two punch of, of Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt obviously a former chief goes up against his former team for the first time uh, in this game. But you know talking of it's not just the run game. But Baker Mayfield showed up, showed up last week as well. He's growing in confidence and growing, and you know, he's he's grown into the to he what he he. Is supposed to be obviously he had a bit of a sophomore slump last season. Um, Jarvis Landry would need to be the guy again. Austin Hooper had his hands pummeled last week as well in against the Steelers. They would need to use utilize those two guys to move the chains to keep the uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off the field to extend drives and ultimately score points. Um, part of the reason for Baker's kind of resurgence is that they have the first ranked offensive line in the league. They're top 10 in terms of sacks given up. They didn't give any up last week against uh, TJ Watt, led Rams D uh, Rams. Jesus Christ, a Steelers defense, um, but the, the Chiefs aren't notorious for sacks uh, or, or pressures. But uh, again, they'll, the, the line will, ha- will have to be uh, on top of its game to allow Baker Mayfield to feel comfortable in the pocket to make those, those crucial third down plays to move the chains and to keep the say, to keep the offense on that field. Uh, on the other side, Patrick Mahomes and say so he doesn't really need too much introduction. Um, he, he's had a, re- a relatively quiet season. There's not really too much buzz around him, although, you know, to be fair, he's not ended the season that great. Uh, he, had, he has had on the season 38 touchdowns, six interceptions, 108 passer rating. But last three games, he's had four interceptions and seven, seven sacks. So maybe that Patrick Price of State Farm is coming back down. He's had two weeks off, uh, possibly might be a bit rusty. Uh, but then again, he might be a bit recharged. It's going to be difficult to know, you know, it's notorious Andy Reid off the bye and um, Patrick Mahomes off the bye as well generally do quite well but it's an extended break obviously two weeks Um, so it'd be interesting to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, missed the last part of the of the regular season due to a leg injury uh, he was limited in practice on Wednesday but he was downgraded to, to did not practice on Thursday so trending in the wrong direction signs point to uh, to Le'Veon Bell uh, again resuming his role that he's had over the last couple of weeks but the, as we know the, the Kansas City Chiefs have so many weapons uh, five receivers over 400 yards Um and the there's just so many ways they can beat you whether it's a shovel pass to Travis Kelsey on the goal line or it's a jet sweep to Nicole Hardman um, is it, this just so many weapons uh, for, for this Browns defense to, to try and cover which could be uh, their Achilles heel for the, for the Browns um, promises to be a lot of points in this one I say two good offenses against two you know not average defenses um defenses aren't great on third downs in this one the offenses are both good on third downs and um, the chiefs had 15 touchdowns of 20 plus yards which is most uh, in the nfl and I yeah, unlike last week, like I said, I can actually see some scenarios where the Browns win this game. So, Sean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for you. I'm sure you want me to just dump dump on them so that they they can prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it sh- I can see both teams easy to get into thirty points in this one. So again, if you are staying up, you should you should be rewarded.
1: Yeah, I think it should be a, a good game. We'll come straight to to Adam from the from the betting perspective on this one. I think the worrying thing, Tim, and you you just said there about you know you can see reasons why. Cleveland might win is, for me, there's all of a sudden too much talk of that. I don't know if it's because of the sheer surprise of the fact that the Browns obviously got the job done last weekend, but there's almost too much talk of that. You know, Kansas City are massive favourites, as Adam will tell us now, and rightfully they're massive favourites. So, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but Adam, take us through what the line's actually telling us.
3: Yeah, Yeah, as you've just said, uh, Chiefs are 10-point favourites. The over-under is a huge 57 points. Um, and there's a good reason for it. As Tim said, the defences are both below average. Um, the defensive uh, defense DVOA ranks the Chiefs as the 31st best team against the run, um, which obviously is a pretty good matchup for the Browns because that's all they want to do really is uh, get them running, which is why I've chosen Nick Chubb anytime at 10 to 11 as my bet on this game. But um, I mean, the, the anytime scores are all fairly low because 57 points. Um, yeah, it should be a heck of a game. Um, the Chiefs haven't actually covered the spread in the last eight games. And the last half of the season, they looked like they were just kind of strolling through. They didn't look like they were really putting that much effort in. And it, it's it's a really tough one to handicap because you know what the Chiefs are. And it's whether they are the team that we all think they are or whether they've just taken a step back this season. I, I personally believe that they are the team that we think and that they can destroy anyone. they've had impressive wins. That's the thing. They won at New Orleans. They won at Tampa. They won at Buffalo. They won at Baltimore. Um, So they've gone on the road and beaten some very good teams this year. So it's not like they can't do it. The Baltimore game, obviously, is the one that we all thought would basically secure the first seed. And they dominated that game. So they can definitely do it. And I believe they will. I do think, however, that the, the Browns have a decent chance of covering the spread. So I would lean that way there. I I can't take a ten point. Yeah,
2: ten tens are way too many in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I can't do that. Um, obviously, as Tim said, Mahomes hasn't had the best visible season, but he finished second in passing yards, finished fourth in TDs, and he finished second in QBR. So it might just be a case that we kind of hold him to a rather high standard. That uh, that's a bad season for him. Yeah, he's um he's pretty damn good. So. It it should be a brilliant game. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Luckily, as you said, it's the slightly earlier game for us. Even if it does get started later than we would like, it should still be done by midnight. And uh, as Ross has said in the comments, it would be a heck of a game if it can be the seven versus five touchdowns, 700 yards each, whatever it was in college for um was it Oklahoma and Texas tech was it or t- yeah Texas like that, tech
2: yeah it? It was like, it was at 67 uh, 57 64 it's like stupid
3: isn't it yeah and it would be lovely if joe mixon can get five TDs in a game again as he did <laughs> in that one so yeah it's uh yeah it'd be um, I mean it, it should be a really good game i i would be quite happy for the chiefs to be a dynasty for the next 10 years after I mean, admittedly, I'd like Sean to get the win on this one, but they've had a better season than anyone expected. So, they've had enough. Let the Chiefs win it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, listen, more than enough. I mean, I'm
1: just enjoying every minute of it now. I think in terms of those Kansas City wins, and I think why they are impressive is, if you look back to those key games that you mentioned there, and you mentioned all three that I think were key games on the schedule, the Ravens game, they dominated it. The the game against Tampa, they absolutely were. You know, they, like, that, that was a similar situation to the Browns last weekend when they were like twenty eight points to nothing up, sort of halfway through the second quarter or whatever the case was. Um, yeah, you know, when they've needed to win a game, they've won it fairly convincingly, or they've certainly got into a position that they can then take their foot off the gas. The game against the Saints was another one that they were going to win it big. The final scoreline looks close, but essentially take the garbage points off the board at the end of the game and it's a convincing Chiefs win. I think they've done more than enough throughout the year and like I said, they are rightfully favourites, absolutely rightfully favourites. But I do think that uh, that over 57 is potentially in play and if that is the case, Dave, I'm sure from a DFS perspective, plenty of options to be licking our lips at in terms of uh, the players in this one.
0: The uh, old me there, yeah. So, uh, like you said, there is there is plenty of, of great options in this one, and Patrick Mahomes is the is the obvious captain in this one. But at eighteen thousand dollars, that is just a little bit too rich for my blood. So, I am going to captain Tyreek Hill in this one at fifteen thousand six hundred, and I want to do that for a couple of reasons. Uh, I want to be able to save my my dollars to be able to to get some some high end talent there. So, I do like the the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt stacking here. And I found myself in, in quite a few places putting him in with, with Baker Mayfield as well. So Baker Mayfield, a nice a nice captain option there at 14,700. So I, I think that is a, a really nice option there because the Browns, I think, sorry, Sean, I'm going to get behind in this one. Uh, they are going to have to um, rely on Baker a little bit more than perhaps they've, they've wanted to in some games this season. But he has shown at times that he's got the ability to do that. And that I think that he will put up the points. So yeah, I'm I'm liking stacking uh, Hill, Chubb, Hunt, Mayfield. And then at the bottom end of the roster, Donovan Peoples Jones. All it takes is a touchdown. Um, if we we've already included the people that we've that we've included there in the roster, we are gonna have to go for some some lower end budgeted players and Donovan Peoples Jones. He's had three hundred and twelve yards on the season, a couple of touchdowns. So we are gonna have to rely on a touchdown in this game for him to be to be relevant in this one. But it's a possibility, and with the players that we can get at the high end of the roster, like you said, there's going to be a lot of points in this one. So, I'd perhaps lean against going into a showdown for this one because it's going to be really difficult to to get that winning lineup with the amount of points that are going to be scored. But certainly, some some great pieces in here for the for the classic mode when we when we talk about that a little bit later.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. absolutely. Just gonna uh, flip it back to Adam. Just a point that you wanted to make, just in terms of the the Chiefs against the spread and everything, mate.
3: Yeah, as Tim said, coming off a bye week, the Chiefs it's always gets talked about whenever they're on a bye. Um, they're 7-3 straight up in the last 10 off a bye, um, but only 5-5 five and five against the spread, so I believe it is factored into the spread. Um, a lot of people I know that do power rankings had this game as about 7 points, 7 or 8 mm-hmm. points, so yeah, I think, I think it is inflated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think that it, it will get talked about. I just don't think it's as big an edge as people think.
2: I think the, the only way the only way that ten points gets covered is where Kansas City. Is a scenario where Kansas City are seven up and Baker's driving down the field and there's a pick six or or whatever. And that's the only way I can see the ten covering. I'd I, I like the Browns plus ten.
1: Yeah, I think I think it feels like deja vu, fellas. I think I said last week and said if the Browns are going to win the game, they're going to need to hit the overs. And that's probably exactly the same way I feel on this. If the Browns are going to win, they're not going to win it by 20 points to 13 or anything ridiculous like that. They're going to have to win something like 45 to 35 or 38 or whatever, similar to, to what happened last week. I think, you know, the, the offence has put up points on everybody this year. So, I can see why people are giving the Browns a chance. You know, they've got 41 points against the Titans. they put 42 up against the Ravens and put 48 up last week against the Steelers. So, the offence can hang with anybody. I think Baker Mayfield deserves a lot more credit than he gets. I think everybody bangs on about the run game, and rightfully so, but Baker in the last half of the season has thrown one interception against 14 touchdowns. Um, you know, his rating is as good this year as Patrick Mahomes in terms of certain uh websites and grades, read into that whatever you will. I know people have different views on those, but um, you know, his play has been fantastic and you know, like I said, ultimately, all joking aside for me, I'm just glad to to see him playing in the game. So looking forward to it. Sunday night should be a good one. If, um should be plenty of points.
2: If, if this one if, if you have to pick a side and it comes down to their performances in adverts, who are you going with?
1: Oh, at so home with Baker Day, Mayfield, Baker, At home yeah. with
2: Baker Mayfield, yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do love social media, though, how quickly we've already got adverts of at home with Baker Mayfield with Heinz Field in the background as opposed yep. to uh, First Energy Stadium, so... Yeah, it doesn't take long in the Twitterverse, does it? Final game of the weekend then, fellas, um, is uh, <laughs> the, the one that should be on the History Channel, with Tom Brady himself coming out with that uh, that comment. Great bit of uh, Twitter posting from Brady there. But yeah, Tim, all joking aside, the two old men go head-to-head. Um, but it should be an absolute cork at a round-off the weekend. Third time we've seen it this season. Um, and obviously the books will be hoping that it's a slightly different <laughs> result this time around. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm dubbing this one the Pension Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady, 43. uh, Drew Brees, you reliably informed me, is 42 on Friday. So happy birthday to Drew. I know you watch this. um, Yeah. (laughs) religiously, especially on a Friday. So happy birthday to you, sir. Um, but yeah, you could be forgiven uh, for thinking this was like a vet league and it was just like walking football or something with these two at those ages on the on the, on the stat sheet. But uh, it's an interesting debate actually going into this one. Who kind of needs to win this one more? You know, because you've got question marks over we either, either, either return next year. You know, if, if one goes the way and wins the Super Bowl, will they retire off the back of that? Or, you know, if someone loses this game, will they retire off the back of it? It's, it's very interesting to see the performances of, of the players as well. Tom Brady Obviously, has been lighting out the last couple of weeks as well. But if you're the Saints and you're Sean Payton, um, you'll be very happy with with the the fixture. And like I say, they've they've won the two regular season games this season, and Sean Payton won. The two last season as well. Sean Payton's now against Bruce Arians leading the Bucks, uh, including that thirty eight three demolish uh, demolishing uh, in Week Nine. I think it was Monday Night Football, was it? Um, but yeah, there's a stat here: two teams that go two and zero in the regular season, uh, obviously in the division games, uh, and facing the playoffs are twenty and twelve. So I was actually quite surprised that it was. I, don't, I can't I can't figure out whether that's close or not. Obviously, it's two 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 every three games, so I'm not quite sure if that favors the Saints or the, or the Bucks. But um, yeah, like I say, yeah, Bucks and the and uh brady I've, I've been playing lights out um debate there's some debating whether or not it's actually brady's best season uh in a in a red a red shirt but um obviously he's got a lot of weapons than he than he had comparatively to to new england uh mike evans obviously came off and showed no no ill effects last week against washington uh antonio brown's now scored in four straight games um hitting hitting the uh hitting the road running at the right time of the season. Um, but, you know, it could, talking of the matchup, Mike Evans usually gets shut down by uh, Marshawn Lattimore. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, obviously Brady's got a lot more weapons at his disposal. We all saw Cameron brake last week. Uh, we all thought he was dead, didn't we? Uh, Gronk doing the, doing the blocking. Um, but, yeah, there is a key injury in this one, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, for the Saints pass rush he, he's had a fabulous season i think it's 13 and a half sacks uh he's dominated in in the the games against the bucks this season as well against donovan, donovan smith so uh, they want him to go uh, cam jordan obviously does what he does uh, on the other on the other side uh, it's got a bit of a feel of a nip and tuck in in this one um yeah, like say the, the Saints will feel like they've got the edge but again you can't can't take anything for granted considering how the bucks have played uh, at the back end of the season and so, say tom brady this is when he he earns his money doesn't isn't it so uh, he, he's been there, done it before, and say so yeah, you know I could reel off the, his playoff stats, his win-loss record in the playoffs and Super Bowls, and we'll be here for the next half an hour. So I'm not I'm not going to do that because we I've got to go to bed in a minute. It's past my bedtime. Um, but yeah, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a game. You know, two offenses are going to execute. It's just going to be coming down to which defense is, is going to make that one play or which which team is going to make um, you know that sack or that fumble, uh, which could be it's, it's going to be a very close game. Uh, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch.
1: No, it certainly should be. I think it's an intriguing one to finish off the off mm. the weekend, obviously divisional rivals, so these two know all about each other. Like I say, it's the third time that we've seen them. Obviously, Adam, as I alluded to, the Saints have certainly had the upper hand in terms of the matchups that we've had throughout the course of the season. So take us through the betting and your thoughts on this one.
3: Yeah, as you say, they won thirty-eight uh, three in the first game, thirty-four-twenty-three in the second game. Um, and covered, obviously covered the spread in both of them. Um yeah, I, I think honestly, I think the Bucks are gonna win it, but I can't really justify why. Um <laughs> it, it's it's a weird one. It's it's I'm gonna take the six-time champ more than I'm gonna take Drew Brees. But uh yeah, the sorry, the Saints are three-point favourites, the total is fifty-two. Um Yes, it really is going to be an intriguing game. It's going to be... The, the Saints' pass, pass defence have been brilliant in the second half of the season, but then on the other side of it, you've had Tom Brady after the bye week. A uh, 43-year-old man obviously needs a bit of a rest during the season, and he's been lights out since that bye week. Um, I just had a quick check on Antonio Brown. He's 9-4 to four anytime, which, after scoring four in a row, that's um, bigger odds than I would have expected, to be honest, but... Um, Again, it's a decent pass defence they're going against. Um, yeah, Mike Evans has averaged 51 yards per game against the Saints in his career. That's over 13 games. His line is 63.5 at the moment, so it might be a cheeky one to go under. It's always a risk going under when it's a 52-point game, though, so I will probably give that one a miss. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't get get away from it being interesting, frankly. It's uh it should be it should be a cracker and um very much looking forward to It, it is it is gonna be a lot of it's strength free strength. That's that's the problem. So it wouldn't be surprising if it's under the total obviously you've got the Bucks yeah. passing attack versus the Saints passing defense. You've got the Bucks run defense against Kamara. If they can slow him down then obviously that should do the job. Um the Bucks are particularly poor in the slot low uh, defending the slot um, and then you 've got Michael Thomas coming back, so it could be uh, a huge game for Michael thomas but um yeah it's, I really can't really can 't see past um a few of them. Tim alluded to the beating a team three times in a season thing, which I thought would be difficult, and everyone always says it's difficult but yeah the um the team going for the third win is sixty six percent so you can 't really can 't really use that as a handicap, which I was attempting to at one point before I did a little bit of research so yeah it's, it should be should be a great game I'm looking forward to it I probably won't be up to watch it because obviously it's rather late but yeah, I do like the books to win
1: interesting interesting like you said with the, the, the games that have happened throughout the course of the season I think it's just the, the form that Tamper are in over recent weeks and in particular the offensive David, let turn to you when we talk about offensive players we want to know who to get in the fancy lineups who are you going for in this one buddy
0: yeah, Alvin Kamara in this one is going to be my captain at $15,300. I think the Saints are going to have to rely on him in this one. Of course, we, we have got Mike Thomas there, but he has actually a little bit more expensive in this one. He's $15,900 uh, $15, if you do want to captain him. And that's probably because, as Adam alluded to, that the books aren't great in the slots. So a lot of targets, a lot of catches, and uh, maybe a touchdown or two in this one as well. Brady is actually your most expensive captain in this one at sixteen and a half thousand dollars. So um, I think he's going to have a good game, but I am I am steering away from from that one a little bit. And then Antonio Brown is, is my next best, as we mentioned. He, he's got four four he scored four, in four games in a row. Uh, but so so is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is having a very good end to the season. So it's it's really pick your poison with, with those wide receivers there with Evans, Godwin, and Brown. And even though it is a, a tough tough matchup for them. Individually, I think the three together will provide Brady certainly with enough options that um, one, of them, one of them will hit. And if, if you've got one in the team and they go off, then it will uh, certainly pay dividends. And my value pick for this game, and just because I wanted to say his name essentially, first <laughs> yeah. name in the NFL is Will Jordan Humphrey. Uh, that's actually his his captain prize. So he's, he's 800. Obviously, you're not going to captain him in this one. So he's, he's going to be $800. Um, he's only coming to, to, to play in the last few weeks of the season for the Saints. It's extremely touchdown dependent, but um, I promise you, I'll be jumping up and down on my sofa. It should Old Jordan Humphrey <laughs> score a touchdown in this one, and he is propping up my uh, my lineups for this one. But, do you know what? When,
2: when you sorry. when you sent over, when you sent over the names and I saw that, I do you know what? I, I'd said I, I bet he's only put that on there so he can say his name. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I scrolling through the through the fellow ends. And, I don't know you've got players like Ty Montgomery he's 300 dollars uh Scotty Miller is probably one of the next best at 2100 so yeah there's a, there's a few decent options there for you at the low end but uh let's go a little Jordan Humphrey and uh, celebrate together when he uh, he gets his touchdown on Sunday
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's emerged over the last few weeks. Obviously, though, with with Michael Thomas coming back, like you said, that that could be the one. I know he's expensive, but uh, the the Bucks' defense—if you're going to get at it—generally, I say generally, it's through the air. Um, you know, obviously, like you say, Alvin Kamara can do it through the air as well as on the ground, so you obviously got the value there from from both angles, from a DFS perspective. But um, certainly, I think, through the areas where the Saints will will have their joy. I mean, you've only got to think back to a weekend ago and, you know, good old Taylor Heineke put up 306 passing yards against them. Um, You know, that's for a Washington team that aren't exactly renowned for a passing offence. So, um, I certainly think the Saints will have um, some joy through the air in this one. If you do want to get on little Jordan, Adam, as... Reliably inform me, sixteen to one for an anytime touchdown for little Jordan. So there you go, Dave, get little Jordan. Put twelve hundred dollars on little Jordan at sixteen to <laughs> one. Then you really can go buy that yacht, mate. <laughs> right, fellas, that's all the games covered off, and we've obviously gone through each of the games from a fancy perspective as a as a captain showdown mode. Um, But obviously, if you want to play across the slate of the weekend and these are the games that Adam will have created for you to to get involved with and join, if you want to play along with the likes of of myself, um, you know, that's where you'll find me playing and uh, giving Adam my five dollars every week, which I've seemingly done since about week four this year, but never mind. Um, Who are we going for, Dave, in a full team for the slate of the four weekend games?
0: Yeah, and on this one, I did. I did start to, to write it out, and I went Mayfield, Chubb, Hunt, and I, I got three in. I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do the Browns triple staff across the entire weekend. Uh, but then I, I saw Cam Akers in there at five thousand seven hundred dollars, as I've already mentioned, against that Green Bay run defense. I'm, I'm happy to spend a little bit less cash on my running backs this week. I think Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt are providing absolutely brilliant value there. Uh, Kareem Hunts. If, if the Browns do get behind a little bit, we should hopefully see a little bit more passing work from him. But he did have two touchdowns last week as well on the ground. So it's not solely Hunt, uh, sorry, Chubb in, the, in this backfield. Hunt has got a, a part to play. And I'm not saying that he is going to get another two Russian touchdowns this week, but at $4,800, it's certainly great value there at uh, the, the running back position to pair up Cam Akers. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as I've already mentioned, I think they will be playing from behind, so he's going to have to be lent on a little bit. And as I always say in my DFS lineups, I do like to spend a little bit less money on the quarterback so that I can uh, stack some other positions. Baker Mayfield is actually the seventh most expensive quarterback of the weekend, eighth. Um, Jared Goff and uh, Walford have kind of um, balanced each other out a little bit. Obviously now Goff has been named the starter, but at the start of the week when everything was priced up, um, it, was, it was more unclear. So that's why they are, they are less expensive than Baker Mayfield. And of course, Taysom Hill is there or thereabouts at the bottom end of the eighth place. And this lineup, what I really do like about it is the wide receivers here. So we've got Devontae Adams, Stefan Thiggs, and Chris Godwin. Nice is three stud wide receivers that I all expect to go off. Uh, Devontae Adams is interchangeable with with Tyreek Hill. Um, you can save a little bit of cash there. Not too much, but you can um, – I think it's – so, yeah, $600. So um, you can save there if you wanted to, to put Hill in instead of Devontae Adams. And then you can perhaps use that to, to bump up your – Gabriel Davis, maybe, that probably the, the weakest position there. So maybe you could upgrade that. But yeah, absolutely love those wide receivers in this one. Uh, Bobby Tunyon, as we've already mentioned, I really like him for a touchdown or two this weekend. So he is a great flex play. And the Packers' defence, defence was really, really difficult to, to go for this one this week because Packers, I'm not thrilled about the defence, but the fact that they're playing the, the Los Angeles Rams, I think... The simple fact that I'm playing the Packers' defence is because the Rams are going to be the lowest scoring team on the weekend, in my opinion. There's so much firepower in all of the other offences, which, of course, they've got to the divisional round. They're going to be. But the the Green Bay Packers are actually the most expensive DST that you can get on DraftKings this week, which I don't typically like to do. I like to to save a bit of money there to, to invest in other positions. But... I just think it's it's really difficult to, to pick anyone else. I think the Packers are going to be the, the highest scoring DST for the reason that the Rams are going to be the lowest scoring offense. And for that reason, they're my DST this week. So, yeah, my, my only change on this, the only thing that I'm flitting between the two about is um, swapping Devontae Adams out for Tyreek Hill and then maybe getting a little bit of an upgrade on Gabriel Davis because he's very touchdown dependent on this one. But apart from that, stack the wide receivers, great value at the running back position. And uh, yeah, maybe increase your flex if you are not quite fancying Gabriel Davis.
1: Looks good to me, mate. Looks a good, strong lineup. Like I say, Adam will have some leagues created uh, to get involved with throughout the course of the weekend. Uh, so yeah, come and have a bit of fun. A uh, few quid, and, and like I say, prizes on offer obviously uh, if you finish in top three Um, right fellas we've talked about each game individually we've obviously took you through the betting we took you through some of the fantasy angles most importantly fellas who's going to win so we obviously all had this conversation before we came on and Tim will stick the predictions up there now so we've all gone clean sweep there fellas for the Packers Um, I've got to be honest I originally said that I fancied the Rams um, I do think it will be a close game. I think if there is a upset this weekend, um and you can see from my Browns pick that there might be two upsets this weekend, but I think if there <laughs> is an upset um I'd probably be thinking LA um you know, because of that defence, but I just I just can't trust them to score enough points. Can't trust them to score enough points.
2: I mean, to be fair though, if, even if the, if the Ravens, Ravens, Bills games in the Bucks, Saints game, I mean, whoever, whichever team wins is not necessarily going to be an, an upset because it's obviously well, we're we're at the, the creme de la creme of the playoffs. I think it's just the the Packers game and the Chiefs game where you could, you know, realistically say there there could be an upset, but yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think you could tell that by the fact that then we've we've gone fifty fifty across the board there in terms of the Ravens and the Bills. myself and Dave gone for the home team and the Bills. Tim and Adam both on the. Ravens, Tim, just come and get your view on that one in terms of why you've gone with uh, the Ravens.
2: I just, yeah, I just think the Baltimore defense is a is a grave step up from from what they faced. Um, they faced for the majority of the season. The Colts defense they struggled a little bit. I know Josh Allen still had a good game. I, I just think that the Ravens match up quite well offensively against their defense and can run it. And uh, I don't think they'll be as forgiving as the as the Colts were last week. I can just see the Baltimore overpowering the, the bills and then i think josh allen potentially could like uh, adam said could just potentially throw one up to marcus peters and away he goes the other way so i, I just think they'll it will be a nip and tuck game I th- and i think it'll be probably one the whoever makes the first mistake loses and I, I just think the ravens will just be slightly too strong for the bills
1: yeah interesting intriguing matchup that one i do think that ravens passing defense can be gotten at um mm. So the Bills have got weapons on you know from all angles, haven't they? Obviously, Stephon Diggs rightfully gets the headlines, but like I say, so I think you know the likes of John Brown and and, the, and you know and even course Knox and, and Gabriel Davis but, you know, potentially um got a role to play. The really really intriguing matchup. Obviously, you three boys have all gone for Kansas City. Um don't think any of you though, to be fair, fellas, think that the ten points is going to be uh, more than ten points, do you? You all think it's a a close KC win, or is anybody thinking it's a blowout? It?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Browns for 10. You could be honest, though. I'm,
0: I'm going to stay muted at this point. After, after, backing, <laughs> you, after backing you in the Browns last week, Sean, um, and correctly so, uh, unfortunately, I, I just see KC, I, I just think Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they've had that two weeks off, and I think it will do them favours. And I think what they are going to come out with this week, I think we're going to see some really interesting plays and the firepower. Uh, unfortunately, I think, I think it could be more than so.
1: Oof, more than ten. Oh,
0: dear. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm just. I'm not going
0: to be asked back on
1: next week, am I? <laughs> i just. To be fair, I'm just riding the crest of a wave. I just. I just can't pick against them. If I'm being honest, I've said all year. It's, I actually looked to their season guide earlier, fellas, and my Super Bowl pick is still on. I did say Kansas City against New Orleans. So, yeah. To be fair, I do think the Chiefs are, are rightly favourites, as I've said, but. Uh, at least, and me and Dave were talking about this before we hit the record button tonight. At least I'm not dreading the game. Let's put it that way. I think the Browns yeah. will, will put up a good showing, mean, if nothing else. And obviously, in the last game, Adam, you said obviously when you were going through the betting, you couldn't really find a good reason why you fancied Tam. Yeah. Obviously, um, you're the only one to go for the books there. Again, I think as as Tim rightly alluded to, I don't think anybody would call it a surprise if it went either direction. But, uh, you know, just got that gut feeling that uh, Tampa are going to get it done.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, it might just be my dislike of Breeze and the fact that Brady's been playing so well. It's just every time I watch Breeze, it just bores me. And it, maybe it's just that that just kind of is making me lean that way. The same as me and Tim going for the Ravens really is that I I just, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I know I shouldn't be as being a, someone in our division. But um, I, yeah, I just just think the Bucks are going to grind it out this, in this one, to be honest. Um, yeah, no no particular reason which i know is for a betting handicapper or someone who claims to try and do that probably isn't the best but yeah just just one of them things they always say "Mate, go with your
1: gut your gut instinct is normally as good as anything isn't it so why not indeed what What it should certainly be, and I think we can all pretty much guarantee, is it should be four excellent games for different reasons. Um, I think there's some really intriguing matchups there in terms of strengths versus strengths in some of them in terms of that Packers' offence against the Rams' defence. There's some weaknesses on weaknesses, isn't there, in terms of the Browns and the Chiefs' defence going against each other. Uh, So we should, in theory, see an absolute shed load of points in that one. Uh, But yeah, it should be an excellent weekend of games. Um, And like we say, we've only got a couple of weeks left, so make sure you do indeed enjoy them. In terms of stuff from us at Full 10 Yards, a few articles that have already come out this week. If you are still catching up on what happened from a weekend ago, go and check out the takeaways article that came out earlier on in the week. And there's been a couple of... Additional articles, one for myself, as Tim alluded to earlier, and one from Steve with regards to what the goings-on are with the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously parting ways with Mr. Doug Pederson on Monday, uh, which came as a little bit of a surprise after, you know, he survived Black Monday, he waited a week, but, uh, yeah, Eagles on the lookout for a new head coach. Uh, tomorrow, the game previews will be up in written form, uh, so look out for that one. Um, the boys has been beavering away on the keyboards to get you all set. And there'll be more DFS stuff coming out over the course of the weekend. Uh, Myself, Kieran and Lawrence, uh, potentially with an extra man in the huddle. We're not too sure yet, but there'll certainly be the three of us um, will be on the airwaves on Monday discussing everything that went down. And the four of us, I would invite you back, Dave, don't you? The four of us will be back next Thursday uh, to get you set for Championship Weekend. Championship
2: Weekend, guys. Jesus Christ.
1: The yeah, Championship weekend, it only feels like five minutes ago, Tim was chasing us off for those season guide bits and pieces. And <laughs> here we are, nearly at the end of the season, what a fabulous season it has been. So I'm sure that the next few weekends will not uh, let us down. Like I say, whatever you do, enjoy the games this weekend. If your team's involved, best of luck to you, apart from you, Ross, and I obviously hope the Chiefs get absolutely walloped, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a
2: cracking
3: <laughs>
1: That's it from me and the boys. We will be back, like I say, on Monday. Until then, in the great words of Mr. Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye.
2: For listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Or email the show, Full Ten Yards at gmail.com.